Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Russ Terry, founder and CEO of Life Coach Radio Network. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. That's audibletrial.com slash lifecoachradio. And now, here's today's show. Good evening, everyone. I am so thrilled that you could join us. I am Lydia Payne Johnson. I am the principal owner of Sasson Consulting, and this is another podcast in our Living Your Best Life series. Tonight's episode is on the breath, using breath to heal your body, mind, and spirit. Breath is so important. Breathing is important. It's central to our existence. And while we know that it's an automatic bodily function, you think of the lungs, you think of the heart, which are connected, they're actually muscles. And I think of them as the only two organs that actually move. And strengthening the lungs, <clears throat> excuse me, is very important, especially in the wake of COVID-19, as we know that virus attacked the lungs. So what can we do to help strengthen our lungs going forward? just for overall health and also just to help to mitigate, you know, the potential of any kind of a lung-related illness or virus attacking you. There's also COPD, there's asthma, there's bronchitis and other respiratory ailments, but it's eye-opening to know that the lungs may also trigger other conditions that could impact you physically, emotionally, and mentally. That's why it's just not enough to breathe. It's, it's about knowing the mechanics of breathing. The reason this is near and dear to my heart is that I'm a 9-11 survivor, and I had some lung uh, and respiratory issues for about a year after uh, 9-11. And one day I was running up the steps to catch a train. I got up the steps, I got on the train, and I couldn't breathe. Mm. And it was so frightening that I actually got off the train and had to sit on the platform to get some air. The notion of not being able to get air into your lungs because you, your, your breathing apparatus is weak is one of the scariest things. So I actually have been very fortunate to be a participant in a program that my guest co-host, Sadia Murphy, better known as Sadia Therapy Lady, has been doing. I've been doing this for almost three months now. And so let me, without any further ado, let me introduce Sadia and get her to talking. Sadia is based in Chicago. She's the owner and founder of Wholesome Touch. Sadia has been an occupational therapist for 19 years, working with clients in nursing homes, outpatient clinics, 
subacute and postacute hospital settings, ICUs, school systems, and in-home services. In addition to occupational therapies, Saidia is a certified Kemetic Yogi, level one, Somata Veda Thai Yoga Massage Practitioner, a level one yoga trapeze instructor, and she is a breathwork specialist in the ANCAR 2000 breathing methodology and an apprentice under master naturopath, yogi, and chiropractor, Dr. Asar Hapi. Saidia's passion is helping others achieve better breathing through better breathing mechanics, and I can most certainly attest to that. So without any further ado, welcome, Saidia. We're happy to have you on the show. So let's start by having you explain why is the respiratory system so important? Well, hi, Miss Lydia. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the show. It is a privilege and an honor to be amongst you and amongst the audience in order to help everyone um, learn a little bit more about this thing called breathing. Um, and before I get into uh, what the respiratory, why the respiratory system is so important, I just wanted to let everyone know my desire to learn more about this whole system was because as an occupational therapist, I I worked with patients who had COPD, who had emphysema, who basically had lung issues. And when I would go in there and I would have them do a certain type of lip purse breathing that didn't go deep into the lungs and the abdominal cavity, I did not see them get well. So um, I was I was like I was very uncomfortable going in to see those patients. It wasn't until I realized I started suffering from the different breathing issues. I had shortness of breath, I had vertigo, I had uh, wheezing, different things going on in my system. And it wasn't until I met Dr. Asar Hypi about eight years ago where I looked healthy, yet internally I was breaking down. So my desire to learn, once I my eyes were opened to this whole system of breath work, it literally changed my viewpoint of how I worked with my clients and how I really started showing a genuine concern about whether or not people are truly healing. And the more and more I saw, I thought I I learned about breathing. I was like, wow, they don't teach us like this. So it just opened my eyes. And when you look at this thing called the respiratory system, you have to start from the basic structure of all body systems, organs and tissues as the cell. So let's let's take ourselves back to just the cellular level. And again, the basic structure of all body systems, organs and tissues is the cell. Now your muscles contract because their cells contract and nerves transmit impulses when their nerve cells are sparked into action. So as we all know, the liver produces its important enzymes in the cells the endocrine glands manufacture their hormones in the endocrine cells. A variety of cells exist in the human body, including the long uh, muscle cells, the round red blood cells, you know, uh, sperm cells. Everything happens from the cellular level. And when you look at the cells, they're made of the cell membrane, the cytoplasm, cytoskeleton, microvilli, cilia, everything that it's going to take in order to make that cell function properly. 
And within that cytoplasm that everyone probably doesn't realize is that we have different types of uh, family members. I'll call them family members, right? So there's this one family member called the mitochondria, and that's our energy production. That helps with us being able to have energy. We have other things like the ribosomes and centrons, but I don't want to go too deep. I just want to focus in on that one family member and, of course, the nucleus. The mitochondria is the sole purpose of allowing us to know when we are being energized and charged up. And so when we go into all the different types of why the respiratory system is so important, it is our major system that is that is going to charge up all the other systems. And what do I mean by that? The respiratory system transports oxygen from the lungs to every other cell in the body. And when we look at the respiratory system, everybody has a phone, right? So you have this phone. And the phone, say that's your respiratory system. It has uh, this amount of storage. It has this amount of power that you'll be able to use if you turn it on and off. But on this phone, you have all these different apps, right? And all these different apps are being controlled and guided by the respiratory system. If the respiratory system is not working properly, then all the other apps or organ systems will not function properly. So you got the digestive system, which carries the nutrients derived from eating foods to all cells in the body. You have your excretion and urinary system, which carry waste disposed of uh, by the cells that filter the blood and remove waste. We have our immune system, which transports the cells of that fight of organisms that invade the body. So, yeah, if your body is not able to increase the oxygen flow, properly into the body, then the, the, all of these systems will be compromised. And then also when we look at these systems, and I'll go over those, like we have the, the nervous system, right? The central nervous system is the brain and spinal cord. Then we have the uh, cardiovascular system dealing with the heart. Then we have our uh, endocrine system dealing with all of our glands. We have the pineal, we have the pituitary, hypothalamus. We have all of these different glands because the pineal is our biological clock. When people are not sleeping well, that pineal gland, biological clock, is off. When the pituitary gland is off, we can't produce the adequate amount of hormones for the ovaries, for estrogens, for the testosterone. All of this stuff is being compromised. Our pancreas gland, you know, we can't regulate blood sugar levels properly. You know, we're not able to regulate uh, blood pressure. When we look at our adrenals and our kidneys, our thyroids, we're not able to regulate our metabolism. So when the nervous system is, is, is compromised or the respiratory system is being compromised, then we cannot adequately get the right amount of oxygen into the body in order to help the lungs send oxygenated um, oxygenated blood to the to the to the heart. The heart cannot get the even exchange that it needs to in order to send that oxygenated blood out into the body. So now we are stuck with that carbon dioxide in the body, and it's further breaking us down, right? And so that's a lot of what we are looking at when we talk about the respiratory system and our ex and our exocrine glands. 
So we have to look at everything when we look at respiratory. It it is the mother of making sure again all of our systems are working properly. And what does that look like? What does the we look at the chemical aspects of ourselves? We look at the um, electrical aspect of ourselves, and we look at the mechanical aspect of ourselves. So when we look at respiratory and respiratory health, we have to look at the skeletal system. How does it support the skeletal system's framework? Together with the muscular and nervous system, our skeletal system controls our body movement. And when we have proper breath, then the proper breath will allow the muscular, the nervous system to send the right messages that it needs to our brain, and the brain is going to send synapses through the peripheral nerves to the muscles to tell the muscles to move a certain way. The nervous system is going to send messages to the digestive system to say, break this down. The nervous system, when strong, the brain and the spinal cord, the brain is going to tell the nervous system and the and the, the peripheral nerves to say, okay, now close your eyes, open your eyes. It's going to tell how to regulate the body, right? So a lot of times when all of that stuff is compromised, your one of your systems are being compromised. When the respiratory system is being compromised, all the other systems, and I'm going to keep repeating this, so people can truly understand why our respiratory system is like the mothership. <laughs> so, and uh, I just, I just, I love that when you look at the nervous system, again, it controls the skeletal system. So for voluntary muscles to contraction occurs, as a result of conscious efforts originating in the brain. But if the brain is not receiving the right amount of oxygen, then how can the brain tell the the body if it wants to calm down or if it wants to rev us up for a minute, right? And that's what we call the autonomic nervous system, and I'm going to get to that. So, again, the brain sends the signals through the nervous system to the motor neurons, And those motor neurons are going to send the messages to what we call peripheral, because peripheral means we're going out to the limb. It's going to send it out to this limb to say, I need you to move. Now, our involuntary muscles, such as the heart and smooth muscles, because they don't really need a message from the brain to say, I need you to pump. If the heart stops pumping, guess what? What happens? Either we're going to die or we become brain dead. Whichever one, we don't want that to happen at all. You know, does that make sense? (laughs) Yep. Yes. And so so we look at the brain, the cells need energy. Everything is energy, right? When we eat, we are eating because we need energy. That's why when you eat certain foods and nutrients, it's so important. That is the chemical portion of why the resp- what the respiratory system will help to increase the strength in the chemical system. So I'm trying to figure out which app do I need in order to help this person 
get better when they come to me. So if they're having respiratory issues and they cannot pull the breath, that means they cannot inhale the breath, right? Then I have to say, hmm, one, what's going on? Two, are they having any, uh, can, can they even take a breath in? Three, what are the issues or what are the underlying other causes and, and, and things going on with this with this person's body? Because something's going on. ATP, what we call, um, is, is when our cells convert energy into food, you eat into the ATP, mm-hmm. which is the adenodine triphosphate. So basically that's just glucose that turns into energy, and the energy is now called ATP, and it's used to uh, for cell metabolism and everything. It's, it's allowing the muscles to contract. It's allowing us to sit up. It's allowing us to be able to function. But when that is compromised, then that's why you may be uh, stagnated in your energy. You may feel low if you eat the wrong kind of foods. Then you realize, oh, now all of a sudden the digestive system has to work harder. Now you get sluggish. Now your energy level has gone down. The mitochondria is like, okay, I can't take this right now, so I'm just going to relax. And then imagine over the years when you're eating certain type of way, the body is never being, uh, never given the right nutrients in order to recharge those systems to convert the right energy to feed what what each of those individual systems need. Okay, and so Good that's idea. a lot of. Good idea. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, now you can finish your thought. I have a, a question for you. Go ahead. Um, okay. What I was going to ask is that I think most of us think that we're we're breathing okay. We are sitting up. We mm-hmm. are functioning. We are doing whatever we do in our daily lives. So what's so different? I mean, particularly people that maybe they're taking yoga and. You know, you're told to breathe in, breathe out, take the meditation class, breathe in, breathe out. Um, what's so different that you're, in terms of what you're speaking about uh, with respect to breathing and giving the, the lung more oxygen and strengthening the lung? Well, it's, uh, what's different is the mechanics um, of the breathing. Ah. So we can sit we can sit and take a breath in. So if people are listening right now, when pe- people that are listening right now, if you take a breath in right now, right, observe what's going on with your body. Like I always tell everybody, just a, let's just take a breath in, everybody. Let's just take a breath in right now. Ready? Breathe in through your nose. And then you exhale. Now, ask yourself this question. Did my shoulders raise up when I took that breath in? Did my chest bow out? Or did I all of a sudden lean back when I took a breath in? Was I able to allow the chest to rise up? Or did did the chest not move at all? Did my stomach even move or did it not move? See, when you're looking at meditation, when you're looking at yoga, when you're looking at any of these other apps, those are different apps that are being utilized in order to, quote, unquote, increase our uh, our, our whole overall uh, body function or immunity, as we call it, because some people, we, we, we're supposed to use yoga as a way to connect to the higher source, 
We're supposed to use yoga as a way to connect to our breath. We're supposed to use um, yoga as a way to tap into our uh, inner, inner, inner being, inner strength. That's what yoga is supposed to be like. When we have a compromised uh, breath, meaning that the mechanics are not working, now we have to, we're, we're straining and we're struggling in order to power up. But what do I mean by that? When we look at powering up, there's a system that I use, which is an app, the respiratory system. We go back to the electrical part of everything, right? So when you look at breathing, and what's the difference? The difference is your mechanics, you know. Um, and I get and I see it all the time. I see it all the time. People are not breathing right mechanically. So what does that mean? Again, how does your does your chest rise and abdominals push out simultaneously? Not one one not one at a time. Can they push up? Can the can the lungs push up and the abdominals push out? And then on the exhale through your mouth. Can your lungs go down and depress as your abdominals pull in? If they can, then your mechanics are right. If they cannot, then guess what? Your pneumo generator has now been compromised. Your generator in the solar plexus now has been compromised. So let's put it all together. Think of your body as a car because we're going to bring we're going to bring it on home because with the whole breath and, and, and everything we do, whether it's Qigong, whether it's Tai Chi, whether it's any form of breathing that you have adapted to, you still must look at your mechanics because then the mechanics of it is now going to help you be able to fire up the generator, right? So you have a car. The car has an alternator generator. When the alternator generator goes out, there's going to be different types of flickering going on in your car. So that's an indication that a system is about to go out, right? So if the system is about to go out, then that's why we have the COPD. That's why we have the vertigo. That's why we have the emphysema, the MS, the uh, 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 other different ailments that we have out there, the numbness, the tingliness, it may be an injury, but regardless, you can still fire up and power up your body to now uh, charge up. So then as we begin to uh, breathe in, the breath, the pull is the motor, right? So when you start your car, the motor comes on, right? So when we breathe in... That's the motor, that's the power, that's the strength in order to pull the breath so you can get the oxygen you need in order to fire up and power up. Because now the generator is, is, is now like, it's, it's starting up. The generator's like, okay, I'm going to power up. The motor comes on. All right, then I got to see how fast I can go. My transmission, right? First speed, you know, then second speed, then third speed. How fast can I power up? How fast? If my motor, if I can't even pull, if I can't even get the motor on and get the motor going, I can't even, the transmission is not going to work, right? And then the generator can't create heat. So if you can't create heat, you can't power up. 
So all of this is, and look at all of the organs that are inside of our abdominal cavity, and look at all the organs that are inside of the chest. So you have your yin and yang, or you have your male and female energies all throughout your body. So if your breath, your motor is weak, and you're not even firing up the generator, and the way I teach the class is when, and how I was taught, rather, is when you when you breathe in, you want to be able to hear your motor. If the motor is like, right, that's why I ask everybody to breathe in. Is it a short breath? Is it a long breath? When you breathe out, is it a short exhalation or a long exhalation? That lets you know that right now, if it's short, then your whole respiratory system is being compromised, which in tune now is going to short circuit and show indicators that all your other systems are now going to start uh, misfiring. And then the chakras or the energy systems, which are tied to your glands, all your glands, that's why we test the chakras because they're tied to the glands. This is why people do uh, chakra tuning and all that stuff because they're tied to the glands. And the glands are important to because we need to produce hormones for each of our systems that those glands are associated with. So the more and more you power up and you get your alternator generator fired up, the alternator generator is going to fire up and the lungs come together along. So you, when you compress the lungs in and you pull the abdominal in, the diaphragm now wants to come up and say, hey there, all right, I'm going to meet up with you. The lungs are going to come together and say, yes, I need to get strong. I need to build my power. I need to build my strength. All right, I'm going to help you with that. So we got to pull the abdominals in and pull them in because we got to generate, we got to fire up the solar plexus. The energy source is in the solar plexus. In the meridians, they say all of the meridians end into the stomach. There's no, there's no coincidence why everything comes into the stomach. It's the generator. It's the, per- it's the part to power us up. So if we have weak abs, that's okay. We still have, we have a big stomach. That means now your generators, uh, the lower, I call them the lower springs, those now are so weak that now we have to help you pull and engage the abdominals to help you fire up. This breath is for everybody. It's for children. It's for adults. It's for the elders because in the overall, when you look at the whole overall agenda is how do we bring restoration to the respiratory system because it's going to fire up and house and and, and charge up every other system because it's needed. It's so needed. Yes. Especially needed today. Exactly, and, it's, and, and, and with this COVID-19, see, they know the COVID-19, whoever came up with it, knew that if they attacked the lungs, right, because the lungs is the, it's like the mothership. It's like the, it's like the phone. It's the generator. When you hit the lungs and the lungs can't do what it needs to do in order to give that, that, that proper oxygen, deoxygenation, oxygenation change with the heart, because, see, your lungs is a generator. Your, your solar plexus, that's your generator. Your battery is your heart, and your batteries are your kidneys. Let your batteries go out in your car, and guess what? The car is going to stop, right? 
let the alternator generator go out in your car, it's going to misfire all the other systems in the car. And you can't even turn on the motor after that. So that's how you have to look at this thing called breath. Because, again, it's taking, it's, it's, it's charging you up electrically and it's helping because anytime you charge yourself electrically on the inside, then it's going to fire up that mitochondria. It's going to fire up your body from a cellular level. And all the other family members are going to come in and say, wow, we're getting charged. We need to help out the mitochondria to do whatever we need to do so that this person now can regulate their metabolism, the thyroid, right, can regulate their immune system, their thymus, and, and the thymus associated with the heart. It can now do what it needs to do with the adrenals. It can help you regulate your blood pressure. It can help you regulate your, uh, your the cortisol levels for stress. Because what it's, when you are in that parasympathetic, they call it parasympathetic sympathetic. The sympathetic is the fight or flight. The parasympathetic is the I'm going to, I need to relax. When the breath is compromised and you go into anxiety, you're going to now go into releasing cortisol into the bloodstream. And then now what happens? The heart has to work harder now because the heart is trying to, you know, say, all right, activate, activate. Hey, brain, I need you to now stimulate that hypothalamus, stimulate whatever brain thing I need up in here. I need y'all to regulate me right now. But then the breath is saying, I can't even breathe in to get you the oxygen in order to tell you to send it up there to give me the oxygenated blood to go into my body to say, hey, brain, give me what I need and let's calm this stuff down. Mm-hmm. And everybody's walking around stressed out because either one, they can't breathe right, two, they're constipated. So they don't have, they, they are trying to, they're holding all this waste in when they need to eliminate, you know? And it's like you have to know what it is that your body needs at the time in order to help power you up and to help get you back on the right track. So some of the listeners' idea may already have, you know, COPD or asthma or maybe even some compromise due to chemotherapy or they were smokers, mm-hmm. or current smokers or even mm-hmm. former smokers. Um, mm-hmm. Can this also help them? Um to improve lung function, or are they do they need to be on medication for the rest of their lives? Um, this absolutely yes, this can help them because again, I've worked with patients who've had P, uh, COPD, chronic obstruction pulmonary disease or disorder. I've had a lot of people who were smokers. First of all, you want to ask yourself um, the question: um, What is it that is keeping you from causing you to stay wanting to smoke. But you have to look at smoking decreases oxygen in the body. Let's look at that first. Um, COPD, chronic obstruction pulmonary. So the lungs, pulmonary just means lungs. And when it becomes chronic, that means that the lungs are to the point where they're no longer able to, at the time, to now do what it needs to do to, again, transfer 
the oxygenated so it's like let me so it's like when you look at the lungs when the lungs are compromised the heart is compromised that's why a lot of people have congestive heart failure because they can't get the they can't uh, exchange they can't get that even exchange that they need in order to one stimulate the lymphatic system to push out they uh, push out the, uh, the the fluids but then the kidneys start taking a hit that's why people get swelling in the legs because now the two batteries are starting to go out <laughs> it's so amazing when you look at it it's like I have I have a pulmonary disease. And I have emphysema because I'm choosing to smoke and I'm choosing to decrease the oxygen in my body. So if my lungs cannot fire up, help me pull the motor, help me fire up the generator, move the the motor because the motor has to now get the pistons going, get everything going in the motor. If I cannot do that and the cardiovascular system pumps refreshed blood through thousands of miles of blood vessels, delivering nutrients to cells and removing their waste, and when the heart is our is, a, is our vital organ and it pumps the oxygenated blood throughout your body and receives the oxygenated blood back in return without your heart and your other organs, you will not receive oxygen or have carbon dioxide removed. So you're further keeping the carbon dioxide that's going to break down the lungs even more. And so when you do the breath work, what we are doing is we are restoring your mechanics, that's the key. The apparatus is the mechanics of the breath so that you now learn how to breathe again, to now fire up, to now pull the chest down, to strengthen the lungs as they tighten, pull the abdominals in. It's going to probably take a minute. Your inhalation is going to probably be so weak that now I have to teach you how to close one nostril just to help pull that breath up. And and a lot of times people get dizzy. And when they start learning how to breathe right, they're going to start feeling dizzy because now the, the, the normal breathing apparatus pattern is coming back to life and the body can't handle it right now because you've been breathing and depriving your body of oxygen for so long. And now the lungs are starting to say, man, thank you. That's why after I do breath work, people either feel heat, they feel recharged, they feel relaxed but energized because we're powering them up. I'm, I'm helping them to power up electrically. So that, that's why I always tell them, make sure you pull that breath strong because I want to hear your motor. I want to hear is the mitochondria, is, is it being activated? Because if you can't pull the, pull the breath, then that's letting you know that we got to continue to strengthen everything to activate that area of the, at, on the cellular level. So, yes, this can definitely help them. They, I would just have to be extremely um, careful because the body is so compromised right now and it's so weak. Mm-hmm. And, I had, and I, I'll tell you the story. I had a, a patient who had uh, the, uh, emphysema. I walked into the patient's house. This is when I first learned the whole NCAR system, right? And I'll explain what that is. That's, uh, that's one of my apps that I use. I pull out all my little apps from the phone, from the respiratory system. And I came in. They were so short of breath, right? And I can literally see the heart pumping out of the chest. So all I did for the whole session 
was I just had them breathe. I worked on their mechanics, right? Because, see, they were in sympathetic. They were in sympathetic, so they were in respiratory distress, right? So they were not even able to bring their body and bring their mind back into alpha state so they can come down, right? They're not even able to do that. And the lungs are being so compromised that carbon dioxide is just staying stuck in their lungs. So just having them breathe and and control the mechanics and all that for like 40 minutes, I came back two weeks, uh, uh, two days later, and they were walking down the steps like, hey, how's it going? How, what you doing? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I said, why don't you just, like, two days ago, going through, you couldn't even talk to me. He was like, <laughs> and then, now, before Ankar, I'd be like, oh, my God, how am I really going to help this patient? How am I going to help? Oh, my God. Now I walk in like, all right, because the concept and the, the, the understanding of, this breath and, and, and why it's so important because, again, remember, the central nervous system is the first that's really going get, to get that stimulation because that's the brain and spinal cord. So once you learn to power that back up and get that strong again, then everything else is going to, you know, fire and function the way that it needs to. Right. So could you share with the listeners uh, and describe the ANCAR 2000 breathing technique? I sure can. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) So, Ankara 2000 was a a, a system that was um, created by Dr. Asa Hapi, and he used this system on athletes. That's why it's called called Athletic Neurocardio Aerobic Regeneration. 2000. The 2000 is the number of breaths that we want to take you to because when you're at that 2,000 breath, you're vital, you're strong, and you, you feel like you can just take on the world. And so when you look at athletic, those were the ones that were, uh, you know, they didn't have too many problems. So all he's doing now is helping them to recover faster from their injuries because guess what? He's charging them up electrically. And when you charge up electrically, then the muscles then help house the skeletal system and the endocrine system, everything now is becoming balanced. So injury has no has no ability to stay for a long period of time because we're charging up. The neuro, we're looking at the neurons, the nerve cells. Again, it's at the cellular level, right? Neurocardio, cardio, right? The heart and the heart and the lungs have to play a important part in order to help to generate us. That respiratory system stimulates that and strengthens that heart. Now, when people have those weak hearts, uh, we have to be very careful and take them slowly because the, it's a cardiac workout when you do this system, and we want to be very careful when you're dealing with a weak heart, but eventually over time, that heart is going to get stronger because we're oxygenating the blood and we're getting them at a cellular level. Uh, mm-hmm. Aerobic. Oxygen, that's what we need in order to power up and regeneration. We are now helping to bring restoration, regeneration back to the whole entire body. And what is that? We are working on the mechanics. So 
So I have everybody put their right hand on the top of their chest, the left hand on their um, stomach. And the way I help people know that if your breath is moving or not is that their they're pinky, if, you, if everyone put their right hand on their chest and their left hand on their stomach, and when you breathe in, the pinky and the thumb are going to touch first. But when you breathe in and you know that the chest is rising up, you're going to see a, feel a separation of the pinky and the thumb. So as you breathe in, the chest come up and the abdominals are pushing out at the same time. So everybody try that right quick. So put your right hand on the top of your chest and the left up under, right on your abdominals, right? And then now, I just want you to breathe in. Take a breath in and let your chest rise and abdominals push out. So here we go. Breathe in. Now the pink and the thumb should separate. On our exhale, we exhale through the mouth and we say the word, like we say in the word, hot. Now the chest comes down, abdominals pull in at the same time, so you want to move your stomach away from your shirt. And you want to try to make those na- that navel touch the back of your spine, and the chest comes down. So the pink and the thumb should come together. That lets you know that your springs are working. And for some people, that is a challenge. Even the pull may be a challenge. But that's what the ANCAR is. And so what you do is we continue to look at the whole overall uh, mechanics. And I look at I look at the inhalation. I look at the exhalation. I look at, we look at if the chest even rise or fall because that lets you know that your your lungs are not fully expanding like they need to. I'm looking at the um, emotion of you because sometimes even with the NCAR, you may be emotionally having different issues that may be causing you not to have not breathed for so long the right way, or you may be carrying a weight on your lungs that is emotional, that is stagnating you. And we have stagnated air in our body too. So we go through what we call ANCAR, then we do the ocean wave, and the ocean wave helps to de-stress you because what it's doing is it's helping you learn how to control and activate that calming side of your brain. And that's where we start. We do the ocean wave. Then we go into what we call the alternate nostril breathing. And with the alternate nostril breathing, what we're doing is we're, we're again, de-stressing and we're clearing the airway of the nostrils because a lot of times they may be stopped up, whether it's mucus, whether it's sinuses, whatever. We got to get that. We got to get the airway de, uh, uh, cleared. And then at the same time, as we inhale through our nose, Guess where that breath is going? It's going up into the, the pineal, that pineal gland, pituitary, all of that stuff is right there. So why not increase the, 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 the channels that help you to bring the breath in? And then after that, we learn to alternate so that we can balance out the left and right hemispheres of the brain because everything has to have balance, male and female. Your body is all male and female. And when you're too male or you're too female, there's no homeostasis or there's no balance in the body. So uh, just teaching you the mechanics of lining up, powering up, and uh, restoring your uh, lungs. Is this just a short-term 
or is this like lifetime, irrespective of when you start? Say that again. I didn't hear you. Oh, sorry. I was asking if this is um, something that you need to do every day, or is it short term? You know, you just do it for a month and then, you know, you're good. Well, Miss Lydia, you know that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking the question yes. for the benefit of the listeners. <laughs> yes, no, 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 I'm just joking. But, yes, this is like uh, my mentor, my teacher always says, and he says, he always comes, he says, young Falcon, I need you. I say, he said, just stay on the breath. And, you know, I, would, I, I, I really didn't take that to heart in the very beginning because you take things for granted like I got breath I ain't got on it I know he even took me through it I'm good blah 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 yes stay on the breath this is something that needs to be done every day once you learn you do it every day absolutely because we are we are faced with so much emotional stuff uh, mental stuff we are faced with just toxins in the air, we are faced with different things that we eat that can compromise the breath. So the 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 more you strengthen and power up, the least likely you'll be able to digest better, you'll be able to breathe better, you'll be able to think better, you'll be able to repair your body better, um, you'll start to feel that your own internal energy better. So, yes, ma'am, I would say this is something that needs to be done every day. We're just going to pause here. Um, I'm going to open up the lines. Uh, If you have questions, sports ideas, she's going to continue talking, but I'll give you the the dial-in, which is uh, 347-857-2878. That's 347-857-2878. Two eight seven eight. So, idea. Um, yes. Ankar, yes. I know for uh, my own experience, it's um, it can be it, it it can be if you think of doing listeners doing a series of a hundred sit-ups <laughs> and strengthening your abs. That to <laughs> me is what Ankar is a little bit like. Okay and trying to do 100 sit-ups in, like, 10 minutes. Um, but how, how, how is this similar to or different from Lamaze? Lamaze, as some people may know, is a breathing technique that is used, that women who are pregnant learn to help them with giving birth. Um, so what's the difference well, or what's the similarity? Well, both of them, both of them deals with breath. Um, but the Lamar, mm-hmm. when when doing during the research and asking uh, my mentor, you know, um, and it brought me back to when I was working with him and he was working with the actual woman that was pregnant. So with Lamar, Lamar keeps you trying to catch up with your breath. So it it does it. You know, a lot of times they teach you. <laughs> so it's a different type of breath and the breath is not used in a way that helps you to totally go into sound frequency. And what does what do I mean about mm. that? Look at the Ankar 
2000, you're really trying to um, connect the breath with opening the pelvic floor. So what does that look like? It's like when you breathe in and the sound of the you're trying to connect that sound frequency to the pelvic floor to release. It's like having a hot knife and you put it in butter. And that's what the ANCAR 2000 mm. does when they connect to the sound frequency of the versus the So when you do it like that and you're further tightening up, tightening up versus mm-hmm. let's melt it. Let's allow the hip to and if the hip doesn't melt yet, then that means you gotta go deeper and deeper into helping the, the woman connect again the breath and the sound to the release. And mm-hmm. it's not so much more of you're pulling the abdominals in, you're trying to pull in, you're trying to create a uh, 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 frequency. So when um so like I'm working with a, a young lady right now who is pregnant and I am teaching her now how to we do the butterfly. It's like a way that we put the legs in the butterfly and we bring them up and I have her take a breath and then on the exhalation, allowing the the thighs to release down, I give her a little bit of tension because I want to help her to feel that tension and then allow the to allow that part of her body to release. And then we hold it there, then she take another breath in, and then on the exhalation, connecting the brain, mind to the body to let go. So that's the difference mm-hmm. uh, with that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Could you walk us through a brief breathwork technique? I know you did a little bit of ANCAR, but how would you, if someone were to work with you or to um, to to take one of your virtual uh, sessions, how mm-hmm. would you describe and, and take us, so maybe we can do like an example of that sequence. Okay. So what? Um, so what I what I can do is take them through the sequence that I use in the morning with another class. So again, we start with the ocean waves. And so where everyone, wherever you are right now, you just sit in a comfortable position. In this comfortable position, I just need you to flex forward and lean forward. Whether you're on the floor, you're sitting. You can let your arms rest on the ground. You can flex at the hip. If you're sitting in the chair, you can just lean forward and let your body go totally limp, leaning forward. If you have difficulties with balance leaning forward, just allow yourself to sit back up against the wall, and then you just imagine your body creating a wave going up and down with the breath. So as you're leaning forward, then what we do is we take four breaths, in. When you inhale, you got to pull that breath and bring yourself up about a fourth of a way. Not all the way up, but a fourth of a way. Then we pause that breath and we just hold it for a minute. And then on the exhale, we exhale for an eight count. But if you can't do an eight count, you can do a four, five, six, 
five count. So that means you inhale for four, you pause, and then you exhale for five. So we'll start off with the four or five just so that we can get people, allow people to be successful in this if you're having any respiratory um, issues. So let's all lean forward, okay, relax the head down. Your body should be totally limp at this time. There's no tension, there's no stress, there's nothing. And you center your mind just simply on breathing and getting ready to take a breath in. Let's just take a couple of breaths in before we even lift up. We breathe in. We exhale through the mouth. We breathe in again. We exhale. Now, as we get ready to breathe in for the four and we come up, you're going to imagine this water coming to the shore, and that's your wave going up. Now, on the pause and the exhale, you're going to imagine that the water is going back out into the ocean, and that's, only a five, and that's on a five count. All right, so here we go. We breathe in for four. We pause and we exhale for five. Three, four, five. And as you're doing this, you're pulling your abdominals in and your chest is coming down. We pause for five. We breathe in again for four. Coming up about a fourth of a way. Pause, exhale for five. And at the same time, your body is melting from the head, the neck, the shoulders, the back. And as you come down on the fifth breath, the head should be totally relaxed. The shoulders should be totally relaxed. Then we pause again and we breathe in for four one more time. We pause. The water is going back out to the shore. Exhale. Body is falling. Shoulders relaxing. Neck is relaxing. Breathing all the way down. And then we take a breath all the way in, bringing our bodies all the way up. And then we exhale. Pull those abdominals in, the chest comes in. We breathe in again. And then we exhale. Now we're going to go into what we call the alternate nostril breathing. So now... You're going to hold your arm out, and you're going to have a five, make a five with your fingers. Like, hey, like you're waving, hey there. So the index finger and the middle finger are going to bend. Go ahead. This idea, we have a caller. Um, Okay. You want to take a call? Okay. That's fine. Let them in. Okay, thank you. Hey, Hello, caller. It's Bianca. Hello, hello. Hey, it's Idea. Huh? It's Bianca. Hey, Bianca. How are you? I am good. Definitely missing my breath work. Just sitting here listening. I was like, okay, I need to get on your Zoom calls. I need to restart. <laughs> the, uh, um, and just for the listeners, I've worked with Idea. I've had Thai yoga massages with her. Um, and just to give you a little bit of background about me, I am 52 with a full hip replacement, um, and just um, and when I um, 
and when I first met Sadia and we were um, getting together, I was working out and everything, but, you know, flexibility uh, was still a, a big thing with me and having back issues. So she's amazing. Um, and then I also started breath work with uh, – uh, both idea and Dr. Happy, and I miss you guys dearly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I need to know what's up with the Zoom call for for the Encar 2000 because it definitely makes a difference. And like I said, I was working out like in the gym last year when I met idea and started the work. Uh oh, did you lose me? You said you lost me. No, we can hear you now. No, we can hear you now. Oh, okay. We can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, so just um, there's a big difference. Like I, I love my gym work and being in a gym, but um, but when I noticed that doing the breath work, my body was more energized. It, it's it's almost like it's tingling on the inside. So it's a um, it's a it's a really amazing practice. So um, for anybody out there that's listening, it works. <laughs> So we all need to be on your next Zoom um, class. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And that's the beautiful thing, like you say. She actually got a chance to experience actually officially being on the breath. And I knew that was something that she needed because having a hip injury or a hip replacement, that now has uh, blown her power also in that hip. And because we, that's another thing that people have to understand. And thank you so much, Bianca, for sharing that so that people can know that this system works when you're fishing on the breath. When you have injury, putting her on the breath will help her now increase the, decrease the uh, amount of time that she would, it would take her to heal. So actually it would promote more healing faster for her. You know, and the thing is you have to stay consistent in order to see the results because I think sometimes um people we as a as a as a as a people sometimes we want fast results and we want quick quick results. The thing is you didn't get it that way quickly. It's happened over the years, so you have to be able to trust the process and for her, she had so much great success with it where she felt a total difference in her hip just by being charged electrically. And that's what we focused on. And we turned on and powered up her chakras because we know that the chakras relate to the endocrine system. And then also we turned the power back on in her leg because anytime you have injuries, surgeries, or whatever, your power gets blown in that leg and you're wondering why you keep either re-injuring it or, or, or something happens because you're not being charged electrically and your power is not being turned up. So thank you so much, Bianca. Yes, thank you. Also, idea it just occurs to me that people who are suffering from autoimmune diseases where their joints or they may have inflammation in their body, which is slightly mm-hmm. different than, say, a respiratory um conditions. Can this also help with autoimmune conditions? It can. And that's um actually I have autoimmune, you know, I have the vitiligo. And with that still too, Miss Lydia, see, people have to not just look at one system, you know, and one organ system. When you look at autoimmune, that means the body is now started to attack itself. 
So first of all, we got to look at emotionally what's going on, right? And then once we look at what's emotionally going on, then we can look at, of course, the ANCAR, the breath. Are you breathing properly or, or is your body able to charge up? Because for your body to start attacking itself, there's a lot of other things that begin to start breaking down because, one, you either have not, you know, depending on what you're eating, depending on what you're thinking, depending on if you're not getting rest. The body, after a while, it's like you, you're you throwing all this stuff in. After a while, the body is like, I got to blow. So I got to I gotta miss fire so that I can catch their attention. You see? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and yeah. all arthritis is, is inflammation, you know. So you have to look at the chemical part. What are you putting in your body now that's going to get, that's going to help to uh, eliminate the uh, inflammation? That means we got to look at cutting out like dairy. We got to cut out cheese. We got to cut out anything that's going to make the body acidic, right? I'm not saying that you now have to become yeah. a vegan or whatever. All I'm saying is you got to eat right for your body, and you got to know what's causing the inflammation, what's causing uh, the mucus. All of that stuff, anything with the white flowers, the bread, just different stuff, you got to now look at uh, what's causing. Because I'll give you an example. I I was in a car accident one time, and I uh, my right eye had got, got affected because the airbag hit me on the right side. So my eye was red, and it was so hard for me to open. The moment I stay on the breath, yet I was still eating spaghetti. I ate spaghetti. And the moment I ate the spaghetti, my eye inflamed more, right? Because that told me this is an inflammatory food. So I was like, do not eat spaghetti. And spaghetti doesn't work well for my body type because it puts mucus on my lungs. It wets my lungs. So when your lungs are wet, mm. it's hard to fire up. So now when we do the generator alternator, we're firing up again because we got to remove that wetness. So you can do fire foods like um, ginger, the cayenne, the um, the uh, garlic, you know, make you a little mix for your lungs. Um, you can do the uh, any berries. You want your antioxidant types of foods, your berries, your citrus. You got a vitamin C up. When you want to boost that immune system, you got a vitamin C up. But, yeah, that's. That's pretty much, um, you You definitely can power up like that when you have arthritis and all that and autoimmune. Okay, the number again, uh, if you have questions for Cydia, uh, 347-857-2878, 357-857-2878. So, Idea, did you want to continue with, um, I think it was alternate nostril breathing that you wanted to walk us through? Yeah, I can do that. Absolutely. Okay. All right, everybody, until we get another question in, please, please, please ask questions. I love questions. And if I don't know, I'll let you know that, and we'll get the answer. <laughs> All right, so here we go. We make, we, <laughs> it's like we're we're... We're waving our hand, and we got a five. So we bend the right, the, the index finger and the middle finger, and then we turn the palm back to our hand, toward our face, so that your thumb is your right thumb 
is going to close the right nostril. Then you're going to inhale for a four count with the, in the, from the left nostril. So you inhale left for four. Breathe in. And then you exhale through the same nostril for eight count. Five, six, seven, eight. Now the ring finger and the pinky are still sticking out. So now you're going to take that, you're going to close the left nostril and open up the right nostril. And we're going to breathe in for four. And then we're going to exhale for eight count. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now we're going to close the right nostril again. Open up the left. Breathe in for four. Exhale for eight. Now you close the left. Open the right. Breathe in for four. Exhale for eight. So now by this time, you can kind of see which nostril is inhaling more or pulling more of the breath in. So you just keep doing that, and you can help release that. Now we're going to go, after we did the end car, right hand on top of the chest, left up under. We breathe in. Chest rise like an elevator. Remember the pinky and the thumb separate. We open, we exhale. We pull the chest down, depress the chest, pull the abdominals in away from your shirt. And pull it all the way back, allowing the chest to come down. Meet the abdominals. Keep pulling the abs in all the way. Pull it, pull it, pull it. Now take a breath in. Last time, exhale. Chest comes down. Abdominals pull it in, pull it in, pull it in. Chest down. Pull it in all the way, 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 all the way. Hold it there. Hold it, hold it. And we breathe in. Now we're going to go into what we call the cleansing breath. On the exhale this time, you cough it out like so. <coughs> and that's going to remove any stagnated air and mucus out of the lungs. So here we go. Breathe in. Cough it out. <coughs> One more. Cough it out. And the last part that we do is what we call rule of four breathing. And this is where we now flow with the breath. And sometimes people are at a two count, a four count, a six or an eight count. That means where does your chest stop? Stop on your inhalation. So as you have your hand on your chest and the other hand on your abdominals, let's pull in the breath and we're going to flow. So ready? We're going to breathe in. I'm going to count to eight, but you see where your chest stops. Ready? Breathe in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pause for two, and then we exhale through the nose this time. One, and as you're exhaling, the chest is coming down with the abdominals are pulling in simultaneously. Five, six, seven, eight. And that's the program, and that's the system that I use. Right now, it goes deeper, but that's just the beginning things of the ANCAR. So, so I wonder how everybody feels when doing that. 
So I get up every yeah, morning. That was just really a corner. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That was just really a a, a a little microcosm of the the work that uh, Saidia does um, in her virtual sessions, the Zoom sessions that you heard Bianca talk about. Um, so we don't have any callers, but I would want uh, idea to just kind of share, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Um, they can get in touch with me. My my business email is therapylady100 at gmail.com. And then also my uh, phone number is 314-724-1365. And also, if I may add, too, we're actually having a, a four-week virtual retreat. May I talk about that? Sure. Okay. So we're having my husband and I, as Dee Dee she does life, law of attraction life coaching, and I do the breath work. And we have come up with a four-week virtual retreat. It's called the Self-Care Rehab. Consciously create the best version of yourself. It's going to take place June the 22nd through July 21st. And it's going to start at 5 p.m. Central and 6 p.m. Eastern. And the intentions of this self-care rehab program is to help women, and of course we want men who are serious about jump-starting their self-care routine with an opportunity to focus on putting themselves first and making self-care a habit. So you're going to learn. I want to give everybody the link. Uh, You can go to, because we have a discount now if you're listening to this program. And then also um, we have a 30% discount out off our uh, price. So you can go to uh, B as in boy, I, T as in Tom, dot L-Y slash self-care rehab. That's S-E-L-F-C-A-R-E-R-E-H-A-B. So that's H-T-T-P-S, backslash, backslash, B-I-T dot L-Y slash self-care rehab. So it's going to be four weeks. The first week, we're going to do into conscious breathing for balance. The second week, stand in your power and live out your truth. The third week, intention setting as a way of life. And the fourth week, we're going to lead with self-love. So it's a system, we systematically put it in a way to where you're learning the breath first. So we're getting you powered up, we're getting you charged, and ready to receive what's coming next in the program. So we would love for you to join us. And, and I'm so idea, is it every is that every night? And if so, um, is it from six to seven or six to seven thirty? That would be Eastern time, of course. So it's going to run from it's July hour, hour. It's going to be June 22nd through July 21st. So it's going to be 30 days with us from 5 p.m. Central Standard Time to 6.30 p.m. And then if it's Eastern, it's 6 to 7.30. So it's 90 minutes because we have been asked 
we listened to what our uh, clients were saying. They need more time, so we wanted to make it available. That first week, you'll be dealing with me. The second week, it's going to be Azizi and myself. The third week, you're going to be dealing with Azizi by herself, the life coach. And then the fourth week, we're going to come back together again. So that's 90 minutes of breath work and just all good stuff when you look at the program. And we're really, really excited. It sounds exciting. We have a caller. Um, I'm going to uh, uh, open up the line for them. Okay. Hello. 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 Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. Can you Hello. hear us? Hello. My name we is. We can hear you. Yes, I can hear you. You can hear me. I'm um, dead. My name is Bob yes. too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I hear I my daughter funny. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no Daddy. problem. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> right on. You know, uh, I just want to say I'm proud of you, and uh, um, I- I'm getting my courage up so I can join one of your sessions and, and make the long-term commitment. Um, believe it or not, I do a lot more breathing exercises. I incorporate all the different little tips you give me into my, I do a half hour every morning and uh, I think it's working for me. I'm working on, uh, you know, the diet piece and making sure I'm eating the right things. I do smoothies every morning, make it for me and my wife, Debbie. So um, the only question I have is when it comes to the breathing, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, and maybe it's just, something I need to learn, but mm-hmm. uh, it's slower and it's deeper than what I'm used to. I'll do certain mm-hmm. types of exercises and I'll breathe in real deep and, you know, exhale. Usually, now a lot of times I'm breathing, I'm inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose. Um, I learned mm-hmm. a lot of that from mm-hmm. running in the old days mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. but um uh it it seems like when I'm slowing down to keep the pace that that you're setting it's weird it feels like I'm I'm running out of breath before mm-hmm. it's the you know the the uh, exercise is up but that was a comment I had and I was hoping you could uh speak to that a little bit okay so Again, everything goes back to the mechanics, right? So as a runner, runner, you know, you are working on that whole exchange, inhaling, exhaling. Now, I know the way that Dr. Hype has said, because Miss Lydia is a runner also, it's a way that you breathe in three and then you exhale five. So it's it's a pattern, but in order to even get that pattern, you have to strengthen your mechanics up first because the mechanics are going to help you to recover faster. So your ability to pull breath and exhale, you got to get the motor strong and you got to get the uh, lungs. You got to strengthen those lungs. So when you do the, when I, when I showed you the time where you pull your abdominals in and your chest mm-hmm. comes down had your, mm-hmm. and I had your lift pelvic floor up, 
and that even helped out with your posture and all that stuff, right? So right. the more you engage, the more you engage your abdominals in and you do that NCAR 2000 system and you pull the chest down and you get the mechanics right, your ability to pull and your ability to uh, shift gears, your transmission, your ability to shift gears will now begin to get stronger. But if you if you are not, well, it will get stronger. And when you power up the the generator and allow the lungs to come down, and you hold that that the lungs in while you're pulling abdominals in, it's going to strengthen you up electrically, because that's the key is electrical strengthening. And again, you will see a big difference in your ability to run longer. And faster because your mechanics, the ability of the chest to rise and abdominals to push out simultaneously, and then the chest to come down and abdominals to come in simultaneously. Because when you run, you're like, (sighs) (sighs) like that. Now Mm -hmm. you're in a whole different plane, whereas when you're doing the ANCOR, you may just be sitting down or laying down. Now you got to stand up and run. So now you got to get that part of your system the NCAR system stronger while you're running, if that makes sense to you. It is, uh, and I appreciate that. I really do. Right. So, and I can definitely work with you because, again, everything has to go back to your strengthening electrically. So you're getting the right nutrients in, right? And then even mm-hmm. with the right nutrients, you want to make sure to look at what foods may cause inflammation or mucus because that can also cause the lungs not to be able to fully expand the way you want and you were saying the inhale and the exhale so now stop paying attention to which one is shorter is your inhale shorter or is your exhale shorter or both short that lets you know immediately that you need to go into the end car and that means I think that my, you have uh, exhale is shorter because I just kind of just let it go woof Yeah, that's that's why you're not able to, uh, uh, you fatigue faster because the mechanical portion is malfunctioned right now. And we got to just bring the strength back in that. All right. Thank you, Daddy. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for moving. All right. All right. I'm proud. Y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. You know, (laughs) there's, um, as we have start to wind down, you know, I think one of the concerns that at least I've been hearing is this notion of phase two, COVID phase two. So, you know, we are moving into the summer months. As we move into the fall, there's, been these rumblings about, um, you know, the possibility of phase two. What can folks right. do to help them, you know, st- again, strengthen, uh, not just for COVID, but, you know, there's so much going on in the world, and especially in this country, mm-hmm. in our cities, and in our towns. The emotions are very high, which, you know, whether you're watching the news or on social media, I think that's affecting how people are breathing. 
Um, right. And so the anxiety of, you know, COVID, going back to work, having to commute, mm-hmm. protesters, mm-hmm. you know, police brutality, all of that is, to me, combining to affect how we are breathing. So what can our right. listeners do to to help them manage through all of this? One, limit all the negative stuff that you're bringing into your your eyes. <laughs> that's what I. That's the first thing. Reduce the reduce the, the the emotional stress that you're continuing to put into your your, your uh, brain. That's one because I mean it's it's natural to want to do something, but we uh we it's natural to want to do something, and we have to just be smart. You know, we have to be smart. Uh, power um. Uh, Vitamin C up, you know, increase your vitamin C intake. Do uh, steams, steams. Go, go get you a pot of water, put you some uh, lemons, cut up that, you know, whatever you need that for lung health, mm-hmm. the lemons, the oranges. You can put lavender in there. You can put eucalyptus, uh, lemongrass. Put that mm-hmm. inside. Put some, I, I use the Noun brand for oils. Put that in your water. And steam. Put the towel over steam. Get your lungs, and get get your lungs um, hydrated. Get 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 the get, let the steam come in. The hot water, you know, release all of that mucus that's trapped that that that's stuck. You want to get all that stuff out. So the more you sweat, the more you release the toxins from your body. And then you want to hydrate, and you want to get on the breath. Period. You know, you have to get. If you if you if if just get one of my videos from Facebook, I have I have like 127 breathwork videos where I was doing almost two years, right? Because I knew and understood the importance of the breath. You can get into our program that we're getting ready to start, the self care uh, four week program, because then that means that's 90 minutes that you're going to breathe with me. You put yourself in a space that is promoting healing. And promoting you to think differently on how you want to uh, deal with yourself and your emotions. That this this COVID and this 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 pandemic, all this stuff that's going on, you got to first go back to taking care of yourself. And that's 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 all. That's what I would recommend. Get in get into a nice program. Do breath work. Call me. Set up a Zoom call. Call ZZ. Set up some life coaching. Get past your stuff because emotionally, you know, you can have emotions in the lungs. You can have emotions in the heart. If you're not connecting to your heart space, you know, we need to connect to the heart space because, yes, do I, am I affected by what's going on? Absolutely. Am I, how am I deciding to choose what I do? Like my dad always says, you know, you got to choose, right? You got to know what's, if, what, uh, uh, all models you know, or useful, I got to figure out what model I want to use in this time, you know. So my model Mm -hmm. that I'm using is my breath work, my meditation, and this life coaching because this model is working for me in order to help me be able to effectively think my next move. And then I'm on the breath all while I'm on this pandemic. You feel me? And now I have everybody on the breath during this whole pandemic. And just get your body hydrate, do more alkaline diet, so that disease cannot set in with this acidic diet. 
you know, you're further breaking your body down. Cholesterol is setting in. Um, you're not powering up. The mucus is now stagnating your lungs, and you can't even power up the mothership, the generator. All that stuff is being compromised. So I would recommend that, again, one, be kind to yourself. Love yourself. Um, uh, power up with the vitamin C. Boost your immune system with antioxidants. All it means antioxidant, you know, is keeping the body from breaking it down. Oxygen, oxygen, oxidation is keeping the body from breaking you down. Antioxidants, okay. So you get your smoothies, get your green drinks. My dad makes this awesome uh, ginger uh, drink that had my chest on fire, but that's what I love. <laughs> I was like, this is fire food, okay. I was like, my dad would just hook me up. I'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, dad, this got my chest on fire. But that's what you want. You want fire foods that's going to help to increase and promote, uh, strengthen your lungs internally. So that's what I would recommend, Miss Lydia. Okay. Well, Sidea, if you could just one more time give the listeners your contact information before we wrap up. Yes, I can. Again, my name is Saidea Therapy Lady Murphy. I am on Instagram as Saidea Therapy Lady. I'm on Facebook as Saidea Therapy Lady, S-A-I-D-I-A Therapy Lady. Uh, All social media, uh, you can email me at therapylady100 at gmail.com. And my phone number is 314-724-1365. Please join our four-day, uh, four-week self-care rehab program, um, bit.ly slash self-care rehab. And again, Sidio Murphy, 314-724-1365. And I am so excited and I am so honored. <laughs> Well, we're honored to have you. This was really great. You laid some science down on our listeners tonight. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, to share this with us and to talk about the breath because breathing is, and breath is life, and breathing is so important. And having healthy lungs and healthy mind, body, and spirit are, are really, really key. So, again, thank you so much. And listeners, the next podcast coming up is going to be next Tuesday, June 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. And there we're going to talk about getting back to work. It's part two of our series on anxiety management. Richard Onkew, again, will uh, share with us uh, some tips and strategies for if you're an employee or an essential worker that has to go back to work or planning to go back to work as the lockdown starts to to wind down, you will want to listen to this, uh, to Richard's advice. So with that, thank you again, Saidea. Thank you all listeners uh, for tuning in and have a fabulous night, a fabulous life, and live your best life. Thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Lydia. Thank you. Okay.